Welcome to the Put Yourself First podcast. I'm your host, Kat Horrocks, a mindset and manifestation coach, guiding women to manifest next level abundance, success and happiness, making their wildest dreams their new normal. Expect new episodes every Monday with myself and guest experts, full to the brim with inspirational stories and expert guidance on all things business, mindset, spirituality, personal growth and so much more. Consider this podcast a permission slip to put yourself first, say yes to your dreams and manifest a life even better than your vision board. To find out more about joining our incredible membership community, the Put Yourself First Sisterhood, or to discover my transformational one-to-one and group programs, head to cathorrocks.com to get all of the juicy details that you need on investing in yourself and working with me to create your dream life. If you're ready to step into your next level, you're in exactly the right place. So let's dive in. This week's guest is Niche, career coach. Niche is a fantastically gifted and expert career coach who guides women to find a career that they love talking about. And she was also one of my one-to-one clients. And what I love about Niche is how dedicated she has been to her business. Um, shortly after we finished working together, she took the leap to leave in her nine to five to start her business. And now she helps so many women to find a career and take a leap for themselves that means that they're more happy, successful, fulfilled in work. Whether that be a change of industry, whether that be going for a promotion, or whether that be beginning their own business. So I love this conversation because I know the podcast is often all about business. And of course, I'm slightly biased towards that. But I also know that there's so many women listening who do love their nine to five or do want to love, you know, their full time work and not everyone wants to run a business. So I wanted to dedicate this episode to career because Niche has so many golden tips of wisdom when it comes to taking a step into a new industry, um, nailing your CV, negotiating. She covers so much in this episode along with her story, which is really inspiring. And I just know you're gonna love this one. So stay tuned and be sure to screenshot your podcast app and connect with us on Instagram. I'm sure Niche would absolutely love to hear how you found this. She also mentions at the end that she's launching a group program that will be coming out a couple of weeks after this podcast episode comes out. So connect with her on Instagram if you're interested in that. I'll link her Instagram in the show notes and enjoy this episode. Okay, welcome back 
to the Put Yourself First podcast. This week's guest is the incredible Nisha, or Nish, as I lovingly call her, and I know you prefer. So, yes, well, please <laughs> introduce yourself to everyone. Hi, everyone. It's so nice to see you on the screen when you say that, by the way. Um, I'm Nish, um, also known as Nish Career Coach. Um, yeah, I'm just a career coach helping you find confidence in your work and confidence in your career transition. And I'm very excited and happy to be here with you, Kat. Oh, I'm so excited too. So for anyone listening, um, Nish was one of my one-to-one clients back in kind of later into 2020, early 2021 when we finished working together, isn't it? Yeah. Oh my God. It feels like a lifetime ago. Um, in the second lockdown, I feel like it was right. The past two years have just like blended all together for me. I really struggle with dates. It's like, I, yeah. think, I think everyone has PTSD. <laughs> yeah. When you said that, I actually thought it was last year, but it wasn't, it was the year before that. That we, we started. started. Yeah. 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 No, you're right. Crazy. Anyway. The reason I'm sharing that with everyone is you have been on such a journey through starting your own business, being able to support other women in stepping into a career that they love. And that's also led you to be incredibly successful in your own business so that you can take that leap for yourself so you're a real testament to the work that you do and you also have a ton of skills on career coaching career development and I don't think we've ever specifically focused on that in the podcast so I think this is just going to be such a valuable conversation for everyone so yeah super grateful and let's start with that journey if you could take us through you know realizing that you wanted to start a coaching business yeah and how that transpired how that grew to the point where you could take the leap and and leave your job sure um I actually never wanted to start a business that was never my intention I was never one of those people who were like you know I would love to have a business one day or or I want to work for myself I was really happy working for great organizations but obviously the pandemic just exposed like such a unique time to all of us right it was just had an abundance of time so Prior to working um, for Great Ormond Street Children's Charity, which is where I worked um, before I started career coaching, I found in that job, you mean, I I worked for a charity because I loved helping people. Um, It was a great place to work, especially post working for the corporate sector for so long. So I always had that that feeling of, oh, I really want to help people. And I'd always wanted to be a mentor. So I'd always like the idea of like helping teenagers or younger people just navigate through their careers or navigate through their lives. So whilst I was working there, I joined the Girls Network, which is something I've spoken about 
a lot on my Instagram and I kind of encourage any woman to sign up to them because it's a great way way to mentor a teenager and when you're mentoring a teenager your your problems are you know you don't focus on your problems anymore you're just like helping a teenager out so it's like a really good way to get out of your head and your life so I was mentoring uh, this amazing girl called Riley who was just like so ambitious for a 16 year old and I was I just remember thinking this is so cool like I love this so much and also I'm really good at it I'm really good with people I'm really good with having these conversations so when um whilst I was doing this and whilst I was working for Great Ormond Street I was locked down in my flat at that time and I had COVID Um, I had COVID when people didn't know it was COVID like you know when I lost my sense of smell and taste for so long and my doctor said I had a sinus infection (laughs) like that was not a good sign I was like no I think I have COVID Um, so I was locked in my room for so long so I was in a flat shell so I literally couldn't even like go in the living room right and I was like I'm not gonna sit in my room and feel sorry for myself this whole time it's just just was not gonna like be a thing for me and I had it in my head that I'd been gifted 40 hours a week because of my commute time that was not happening anymore of going into London and going to work I was like right niche you got 40 hours you have to like do something about it. you have to learn something new so I took it as an opportunity to do my a coaching certificate online. Um, and that's how it started. I, I did the coaching certificate. It took, I think it took two months. Um, I was at it every day. And lockdown was like kind of easing. I was then just doing it in my room. And then at the time, my boyfriend's room, actually, it probably wasn't. I probably sneaked off <laughs> that. I probably shouldn't have said that. Someone's going to someone's gonna come get me for that. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Shit, like, oh, I wasn't in my flat the whole time. Um, so, yeah, so I did my coaching certificate and whilst I was working and then I've I used that again as an opportunity to just post about it on Instagram as in not a fancy post not like a Canva made post I just wrote um it was a post called now that I'm going to say it out loud it's going to sound really cringe but it was a post called COVID made me woke (laughs) and I basically just said that I'd been mentoring and I I finished this coaching for qualification and I want to use my platform in a completely different way other than selfies so I started posting really vague like motivational content I didn't really know what kind of coach I wanted to be and as that as I kept going I realized that one I have tons of career experience through transitioning like multiple times and two I just genuinely like helping people with like CVs interviews and confidence like it it genuinely makes me so happy and I know people really despise that whole process of work so I kept posting online and um, I was really fortunate because a girl that I worked with um, worked in design and she loved what I was doing so she was like can we do a skill share can you coach me and I'll help you with your brand and I was like oh my god this is the best thing ever so we worked through my brand you know if anyone follows me you can see like I'm unapologetic with what I say it's really bright it's really in your face like I just wanted to 
disrupt the idea of work and career and just make it really bold and sassy. So we create this whole brand together um, and kept on posting, kept on posting and then started coaching for free, started coaching clients for like really for like literally peanuts now. But my second client was from Estonia um, and my first client was from England, but everything was just virtually. Right. So I couldn't believe the reach I was getting from just posting this content. And it was literally no no other thing than just to keep going, right? You just keep on posting, you see what happens. And as I was, as I was doing this and gaining one or two clients in that time, you know, it wasn't like there was an influx. It was just, I could see the effects it was having on women. I just naturally became so much more demotivated in my day job my day job had completely changed because we were no longer in office. I could no longer client face. I couldn't see my colleagues. I was in a really bad place with work. It was just horrific. And it was the last thing I wanted to do. But I knew that I couldn't take my business full time because I just was not in the financial position at all. And then Kat, you came along. I realised that this is this is the moment where she swoops in with like her cape. Um, I knew I needed a coach. I knew like you know every coach, uh, every coach looks for a coach. And Kat was my first coach for many reasons other than you just being an amazing coach. But I remember looking at your page and being like, oh, this is the first coach I've seen who's actually spoken about BLM and has taken like this chance to have women of color in her podcast and all of this and you were honestly and I've said this to you before you were honestly the first person that did that and I was like wow I want to work with her I want to speak with her and obviously you know coaching together um gave me so much confidence gave me so much confidence and charging higher prices and getting more clients so that's kind of like the first I guess the first phase of starting my business and then when I continued it was eight months later I knew I was ready well actually I still wasn't financial financially ready but I was mentally ready to do whatever it took to make my business work and fortunately I have a partner who said if it goes tits up I'm here we can work it out together so I had the option to fail. I had the option for it to go wrong and oh, just handing in my notice to, and telling people that I've, you know, started my own business was one of the best feelings ever. I obviously got so many people who thought I was literally batshit crazy because they were like, we are in a, the biggest recession <laughs> and you are doing this. But I, I never saw it like that. So I took it full time and, you know, the first day that I could just focus on my business and not my nine to five, my whole business transformed. And like I said to you, Kat, before, it was like, whoosh, like so much came at me because I created so much space for it. And I also worked for it. It wasn't just like when we talk about manifestation, it wasn't like I just didn't say I wanted it. You have to do what it takes to like make it happen and it happens for me so 
you know, that was last year in April. Um, and since then, I mean, there's no other way to say it, but I've been just working my tits off, <laughs> trying to make my business work, um, coaching clients. Um, it has now evolved to hosting workshops for companies and hosting talks. And it's just, yeah, it's just been a wild journey. There's probably a few things I would have changed, like having more money before taking it full time. But I think when you have that fire in your belly, I remember I think I, when I, I, I actually messaged Kat once and I said, I think I'm ready to take it full time. And you're like, do you have that fire in your belly? That's like, you have to do this. And I was like, I don't have a fire in my belly. Like I'm in the fire. It's that big. <laughs> yeah, I am the fire. I'm literally on flames. <laughs> um, so yeah, now I do it full time. And yeah, best best decision I've ever done. Um, but being like completely transparent, you know, having business is not for everyone. I don't, I don't ever want it to sound like you need to quit your nine to five and start business because having a nine to five is amazing like I had a great job I loved it but it it, it I'm, I don't want to sound like I'm glamorizing my business over my nine to five it just what is what I wanted to do for myself um so yeah I think I think that's a top top line summary as, as of how much I can give of that journey yeah and I'm so grateful for you sharing that as well because I know with with newer coaches and newer business owners um it can bring up like you know it it can sometimes feel like there's this big secret that no one's telling you and you're like oh my god how did she do it and I feel like I can totally see someone following you and thinking oh my god like her business is blowing up like how did she do it and I think taking people on that journey is something that I love about podcasts because it's not all sunshine and fucking rainbows is it (laughs) like (laughs) there's a lot of you know there's a lot of inner work as well as the external action that you've taken to 100% it's all consuming um and the the reason why I mentioned the manifesting before is because it's so easy to go online and someone tell you you know manifestation or just do this but it's so much more about balancing yeah 100% that feminine energy that we all have within us but with that masculine energy of like are you getting up going out there and doing everything you can to make it happen essentially you know um and I've never been one of those people that like will post me on a bad day. You know, a lot of people now will like post themselves crying or have their low days and all like respect to those people who are comfortable doing that. But when I'm having a bad day, the last thing I want to do is even look at my phone or go on Instagram or any of that stuff. So you're right. Someone can look at my page and be like, oh, well, you know, it's just this like, linear uh, journey from nine to five to business but actually what I do try and do is be really transparent with my failures and the mistakes I've made along the way because I've made so many mistakes and I I think I was really honest with the really slow patch that I had over summer where I didn't have any clients and I was barely making any money 
and that that's a privilege for me to have a partner who was able to support me in those months but I was very open about that so you have to be prepared to like literally have nothing if you can risk like not not earning a lot of money for a few months then yeah you're you're ready to to go but I definitely uh learned the hard way but we'll never let that happen again like never let that happen again I think it it's like training your nervous system as well for that roller coaster because whilst that's never going to happen again and like we're not hello universe like we're not available for that to happen again (laughs) we have a we have a higher ceiling now of what is our bare minimum I also think that dip comes in you know that dip could be a dip in energy a dip in like something else fucking off in the business and handling or a launch you know launching something new comes with highs and lows and it's learning to learning to like feel safe and regulate your nervous system in the in the middle of that shit storm isn't it yeah I like one million percent I think you experience these emotions and these lows and highs for the first time and so what I did wrong was I got so complacent like so unbelievably complacent that I I speak about it with pride now that when I first was getting you know loads of clients and loads of business coming at me I basically just like did nothing because I was like oh wait this this is great this has happened so I I literally took like such a backseat and I heard this thing I think it was Stephen Bartlett's podcast so I'm just going to regurgitate the same information because I'm obsessed with Stephen Bartlett but he said something like if you're doing if if you're doing if things are difficult you need to work hard but if things are going well you need to work harder and that's what I didn't do. I like, I, I started, things got really good. And I just was like, okay, cool. I can just kind of like, I'm not saying do nothing, but just not put in the work as I was doing before. But if you, if things are doing well, you need to maintain that. You've reached a new level now, right? You've leveled up. Um, and that means you just need to keep going and going and like I'm not trying to like make out you need to like hustle 24 hours a day but you just need to make sure there are things in place where that can happen all the time and going in with that intention that this won't happen again so that those few months was just the biggest biggest learning curve and people and your clients or your your consumers whoever they will sense that energy if you're like if you're either going in with like needy energy or energy of abundance and it wasn't like I was um not getting on calls with people I was getting on calls of like every person you could imagine was I signing them up absolutely not because they could totally tell the energy that I was and I, I was leaving those calls like, what is wrong with these girls? Like, do they not know who I am? Do they not know what, what co- like, they not see my coach? I was just like so baffled. Like, I can't be that unlucky, right? And then you get the, you get that day where you realise and you're like, no, it's me. <laughs> it's, it's all me. I just stopped doing the inner work. And um, I was, I was, I, toppled in masculine energy because I was going on calls and going putting out content I was like this is all I need to do 
completely forgot I need to look after myself completely forgot I need to work on my mindset my meditation just going on a walk every day like it's almost um frustrating how much that plays into your business <laughs> are the little things uh, as 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 much as all the big things and like gone are the days where you can get away with like not working out or just kind of being like just doing what you want every day I'm like my business only operates at the optimum level when I'm at the optimum level and that's just a non-negotiable thing that's just the way it is yeah yeah there's two things I want to say like that I was pulling out when you were talking the first is really treating every day as like day one yeah and staying staying humble and staying like staying in service I think you know staying in service to the mission and the vision and that complacency is such such an honest thing to share because it's really hard to it's really hard to swallow your pride like you say and and admit that Um, yeah and the other thing is that math that overly masculine energy of of driving forward when it comes to selling and clients can actually drive people away 100% and sometimes again like some it's really hard to admit it's really hard to look at that and be like what is within me that is being mirrored by who who is coming in or their reaction yeah like so many people will struggle with oh they weren't quite sure or it was it was too much money for them or you know any of these other things and look in the mirror if (laughs) You know, I think sometimes as business owners, we need to look in the mirror when those things are happening. And like, yeah. you did that and you were like, yeah, like, it's me. It's my energy. And it's that, it's totally that balance between taking action and moving forward. But then also knowing like when to release control. Yeah, yeah. I think, uh, and I've definitely learned this from you, Kat, is when you used to tell me to surrender and but you can only surrender when you've done you put on the work in and you're like okay if I do any more then I'm just kind of overdoing it doing it for the sake of it so it's like giving it that space and trusting yourself that okay I've I've done it all now I don't need to go online every day I'll be visible every day I just need to like trust the process but that yeah that that's only a luxury that comes when you've done the work I just wanted to um, share a, uh, a piece of advice, actually, that I was, it's not even an advice, it was almost like a rule. Um, when I was living in Australia, I used to work as a street fundraiser. They call them chuggers. I like don't like that name, but like, you know, the people on the street that like sign you up for charities and like you avoid them like the plague if you're, if, if you make eye contact with one of them, right? I would never do it in, in London just because I feel like I, I would bump into people that I knew. But I did it in Melbourne um, because you're in a different country. Like, who cares, right? You're just, you're just trying to make money. 
And it was the first time uh, in my life that I learned how to sell. And this is like hard selling. This is like, you know, you're going to speak to someone and they're going to give you your credit card details on the street to sign up for a year, essentially. And it happens. People do it all day long. Like, you know, you get really good at it after a certain amount of time. And the number one rule that my manager always used to say is that you can't externalize. So you could, at the end of the day, you all WhatsApp and like tell everyone how many sales you got and you have to say what you did wrong and what you could do better. But you weren't allowed to externalize. So you can't say, yeah, but it was raining. Oh yeah, but it was um, this person did this, this, this. Like you can always sign someone up if they're interested. It's just like, you need to you need to pitch right you need to go in the right energy you need to make them laugh and you need to make sure they're talking more than you are so that's something like I have taken after I have like sales calls or like discovery calls unless someone's not interested I always feel like I can't walk out of something and externalize and and blame any anyone other than myself so that that's always kind of stayed with me and um, maybe someone can resonate with that who's listening to this yeah I think for me that sounds like what I what I would describe as like radic- taking radical responsibility for every single like because yeah. you can only take responsibility for yourself you can only yeah. you can only fully own your actions your decisions your energy your approach like your side cleaning up your side of the street and when we're yeah like when we're looking at the other side of the street and going oh but it's because over there it's not very clean Mm -hmm. or like oh but that person over there just wasn't ready to clean up their side of the street it's like that's not your that's not your job you know with business as well it's like doing what is within your control exactly taking responsibility for yourself then the rest is the surrender isn't it yeah I like the surrender phase the most yeah relax manifest attract (laughs) good good place to be in (laughs) so let's talk career because I think one of the most one of the most important things you shared in your journey that stood out was listen like running a business starting a business isn't for everyone Mm -hmm. and nine to five isn't a isn't this dirty word Mm -hmm. I think that's really become a, a, a thing over the past few years that it's like running and being an entrepreneur is really glamorized and yeah. having a nine to five is almost like stigmatized at this point. Yeah. That doesn't need to be the case because it's all about owning your own journey, isn't it? And what lights you up. And yeah. so can you can you talk about the, the work you do with women in careers to help them thrive in their nine to five? Yeah, for sure. So my typical slash ideal client is someone typically a millennial woman who has been working um let's say for five to six years and is all consumed by that role because of various reasons it might be pay it might be a toxic boss it 
Um, it might be something about the company and they want to do something else, but they just don't know what to do, right? They just don't know how to navigate through that career change and they can't see themselves doing anything else other than the job they've been doing because obviously that's, you know, that's what you've been doing for five or six years. Funnily enough, when I first became a coach, I thought the answer to everyone's problems was to run a business. <laughs> like in the back of my head, I was like, maybe she should start a business, but it, it absolutely isn't. What's so fundamental in your job role um, and fulfillment in your job role is the values that you have aligning with the values that a company has. That is essentially the foundation to, I wouldn't even play on the word fulfilling. I would say you can just, you know, it's okay just to say, I like my job. I think a lot of my clients, they don't, a lot of them are like, you know, it doesn't need to be my purpose. It doesn't need to be my passion. I just want to like what I do. I just want to get up, go to work, have nice people and just like what I do for a great cause. Right. So when you find a company or when you find an organization that aligns with your values, then it's okay to have a stressful day. It's okay to have those days where, you know, you're not jumping out of bed because fundamentally that that organization, um, like you feel like a part of it. You have, it's like your partner, right? It's like your, your other half. You're going to fight and you're going to have really tough days and you you are going to want to like literally rip each other's heads off sometimes, especially, you know, after lockdown. But fundamentally, that's your person because you have the same values or you have at least the same. Well, it, it is. It is values with your partner as well. So that's that is the main. I would say that's the foundation of my coaching, the foundation of my business, because a lot of women don't think about what their values are or they've never been asked that question. And they've typically just fallen into work they're like you know I just work here because I did it post uni and then I fell into it and now I did it for six years a second thing I would say about that process is asking yourself what do you not want to do anymore like it's a process of elimination if you don't want a job in finance if you don't want a job in I don't know tech or um whatever industry is in just don't do that anymore that like you know your first your first stage is like okay I'm going to look at everything else other than this industry but when you don't cross it off mentally in your head you're going to go on LinkedIn and you're going to see the same job that's paying you 10k higher what are you going to do you're going to apply for it because you haven't you haven't told yourself I'm not doing this you're like oh my god there's an escape route and they're going to pay me more if I'm going to do this I might as well get paid more 10k for doing it right so the, the it's just creating that lit, like it's literally me in front of them like you said you're not going to do it I will not let you go back to that because that's what you need you not you need someone to say nope like literally like to a kid like that's naughty we're not going back there (laughs) so um those those two I think those two things is like the first step deciding what your values are and set what are you saying no to because it's really hard to think about other industries and what you do want to do but if you start with no and have a process of elimination at least 
we're not even going to look at those um we're not going to look at those sectors anymore yeah i i've heard that um example be coined like a golden cage have you heard that before <laughs> never that's a good uh, way of describing it though it's kind of, and it's some it's something that current your current job can do as well right like people handing in their notice like fully yeah. pumped to to leave this this yeah. like toxic corporate environment or whatever it is and then the company's like oh no we can pay you 10k more and they're like okay <laughs> they just yeah. end up they end up staying because it it is a that is a thing isn't it it's like because because especially if we've not taken the time to really consider values and you know what we really are no longer available for like what we're no longer wanting to do and what we're moving on to next it almost becomes like that pay rise feels like this quick fix it's like putting a plaster on a wound isn't it yeah and there's there's two things I'll say about that one is that it does sound that I'm super anti-corporate and I and you know you can go on my page and I remember one of my ex-bosses I think said to someone I worked with like wow like she really hates us or like she really hates like the corporate world and I'm like no I don't because you know what I've learned so many things about the corporate world and there's nothing wrong working in tech I mean tech is booming at the moment who wouldn't want to work in tech I just play on it a lot because um that's just people's pain points right that's just who comes to me but there's nothing wrong in working for a corporate company or in a corporate role as long as you're happy with like what's what's going on there um and how they treat you fundamentally you can you can work in a financial role and make so much money and you know have great perks but they could be like a financial company for something sustainable um, or something progressive and and that's absolutely fine but how people stay in the golden cage is because people are under the assumption that if you are going to career transition you're going to take a really big pay cut so a lot of people say you know I earn like 80k in this amazing tech role like I don't want to go down like 30 40k like that's just not possible for me especially at you know late 20s early 30s you're thinking about a house you're thinking about babies and everything else but it's an assumption you know again with the if I what am I saying no to ask yourself how much money do you want to make if you want to make 80k okay great we're going to stay there and see what else is out there in other industries for 80k but again that it's really hard to fathom that because you're you're literally in your cocoon of um corporate corporate or your current role that you almost need someone to break out of this cocoon and be like I know I did a post on it on um I use like Aladdin and Jasmine as like a <laughs> as a example of like showing her a whole new world and she has to get on the magical carpet to see it otherwise if you're stuck in your palace you just won't know what else is out there I'm not saying I'm Aladdin and I'm gonna you know whisk <laughs> people away but you know hypothetically like that is my job my job is to open your mind and show you that you can work for another organization and you can still make a lot of money 
but you need to do the work <laughs> needs to do the work it's not just going to come to you yeah what does that work look like what's like if you know if someone's like oh god I need to tr- transition into another industry or I'm not happy or I want to move and obviously they need to come and work with you yeah but what's their first step to like get them started first step and people hate this like because it's they don't think it's relevant but it's like what we said about energy is working on yourself if you're if you're in a terrible position at work likelihood is that you're complaining you're just you know you're not thriving and you're in a bit of a negative mindset and if you start looking for a job in that mindset you're only going to gravitate towards that energy like you're currently on so it's it's you need to get yourself into a position where you like yourself again and you like who you are at work and those are the tiniest things in your job that's just like contributing and and making yourself hireable you know you don't want to be like a neggy norma not doing anything and expect there to be like this amazing job out there for you if that's your current mindset in the majority of your day so with my clients the first two weeks I put them on a LinkedIn ban I'm like you're not looking at a job for like two weeks like the next two weeks are about you what are you going to do to like make yourself feel good how are you going to feel accomplished in the next few weeks that doesn't involve your job that's the first step right and then once you do that and they're like what like they just want to literally go on LinkedIn and apply to everything they see and I'm like trust me like just give it two weeks so once they've like gone through that process of like okay I actually feel really good and you know actually work isn't that bad anymore which is great you want to be in a position where work isn't that bad anymore and you can kind of manage it it's again thinking about your values thinking about what's important to you and then making yourself visible people hate using LinkedIn people have just especially after lockdown forgotten how to online network and like DM people set up calls with people learn about new industries like I had someone go on a discovery call with me the other day who was wanted to work in nutrition and fitness so have you spoken to anyone in the industry no oh um do you know what kind of like brands you'd want to work for what what kind of brands are leading in at the moment haven't checked I was like okay well that's that's the first step like just find out how much you can speak to people talk to your friends like be really open about your job search and let things come to you but I think where people I won't say go wrong, but I, I think what people find challenging is that they think you can just go online, press apply, and someone's going to give you an interview. And we just, things just don't work like that anymore. Everything is networking online. Like everything is about, if not your Instagram, what does your LinkedIn look like? What does your CV look like? You know, it's just getting yourself, I think, into a position where you, you're impressed with yourself. And I think when you're impressed of yourself, you want to talk to people more, but you don't want to start talking to people and just complaining about your job. You know, you need to compliment someone about the industry and want to learn more about it and be like really interested in it. So that's a whole process. I guess that would be like a really quick fix or quick 
journey into going into a career transition but it also takes time I changed my program from six weeks to three months because you can get a job in six weeks that's fine but I want you to one full support in three months but also realize that it isn't a quick fix and that if you do get an offer your first offer may not be the best offer and that you can wait for the second and third offer if you are like doing this well so I really learned a lot about that that whole process and changing it for the duration and I found that as soon as I did take it to three months that my girls were getting job offers and declining job offers because they were like this is great, but I, I, st- I still don't think it's for me. And I'm like, oh, that's, I think that's the most empowering thing when one of my girls is like, when she, I had one girl that declined two job offers and I knew her parents were livid because she was unemployed at home and we were working together and we both knew like, you know, they just weren't for her. And then she got the, she got a job in a really good, um, really good organization as her third offer and I was like this is what it is it's just not it's not looking for an escape route it's it's elevating yourself and being like yeah that that job offer like matches who I am what my values are what I've been working for the money that I want to work for and understanding it's you got to play the the long game not the not the quick fix online yeah I think that's so relevant to everyone listening whether they're in a traditional career or they run their own business because really like waiting for that fuck yes yeah a job offer whether it's a client whether it's an opportunity that is a skill in really trusting your intuition and going now like this one isn't the right one yet something better is out there how do you cultivate that level of confidence and self-worth because it takes a lot of it bucket loads of it I think to go no like I'm not settling for this just yet like there's more yeah well the biggest thing is time like you need to form these habits week after week and I think we did this together, but, you know, we're always asking each other, what, what are your wins this week? Like, what did you do this week that went well? And even though sometimes there's some people that can sound really trivial, it's actually every week you're building up your accomplishments and every month or however long you can see how much progress you've made. So when you when you can see your accomplishments as like a tangible form of like what just you writing in your journal or on our notion page, I think that is the biggest reminder of like how far you can come in a short amount of time. And I think, as I said before, like the groundwork you do at the beginning, that's why it's so important for me that I focus more about the groundwork of my girls than the actual job stuff, because the groundwork is what's gonna, the mindset exercise is gonna, it's what takes you to, I can do this and I am worth more. The job stuff is actually the easy bit. The job stuff, anyone can do the job stuff. Like, what? 
yeah anyone can do the job stuff but that's always there it's it's all it's like we said about that balance between um masculine and feminine like you need to work on your feminine like you need to look at yourself and be like wow I'm the shit right and it and it and it can even be as so silly but like cvs right i get so many cvs sent to me and they look like shit no offense to anyone who's seen this. <laughs> but i'm like how the hell do you, yeah i'm like how the hell do you think someone's gonna hide that's the first thing people see right your cv needs to look like the shit like whether people people don't like or not it needs to look amazing you need and you need to be proud of it when you're proud of it you want to send it to people um and a trouble that we have is talking about ourselves like personal profiles those first few sentences but like we just you know we just dislike bigging ourselves up and talking about ourselves so again like a cv can be so simple but it can create so much confidence and so much worth in how you are positioning yourself in interviews and applications and just conversations online um so yeah I think it's just about finding those gaps of like where can I make myself feel really good or like look really good or look really impressive and channeling that energy in everything you do yeah love that thank you for sharing all of your wisdom I want to ask you for some like quick juicy tips on the job process because like you say the inner work and the mindset is so important before we head into the quick round let's do like top top tips so let's do a top tip for smashing it in an interview um a top tip for negotiating like negotiating the job offer and knowing like oh is it good enough do I need to ask for more like is it an is it a not right you know move on yeah, and yeah. then a tip for negotiating like basically asking for a pay rise or a promotion is a really good all right first one job interview top tip for a job interview all right I'm gonna actually think because I have like 15 in my head um okay I'm sorry I'm gonna have to give like three for the job interview (laughs) I can't cut it down pre-job interview always power pose before your job interview if you don't know what I mean by power posing watch Amy Cuddy's TED talk on body language and she teaches you how creating a like a like a Wonder Woman pose can increase serotonin in your body I think it's serotonin maybe something else but before an interview always do that whether it's um in your room or in the bathroom just like put your arms in the air and then go to your interview in the interview always talk about you know if you google interview tips they'll tell you give an example after everything you said if you want to take it to the next level and stand out you need to talk about impact and results as opposed to what you did everyone will talk about what they did I want you to tell them how you made it better how you saved time how you made them more money so it's always has to be results driven and post interview always send the recruiter or the people that interviewed an email about how much you enjoyed the interview how you can see yourself working with them and how excited you are about whatever's coming up for the company or whatever because no one will do that and it'll make you stand out so 
those are my three tips also just side note I've got an interview course if anyone's interested so <laughs> message me oh, after like, is that so the one yeah I've got I, I released like a self-taught interview course last year because so many people asked me for tips and it's literally like an hour-long video that you'll have this is like such a hashtag ad that you'll have a live well, you fucking know for that hashtag ad. <laughs> yeah. tell yourself Nisha yeah well it's so amazing she's helped so many women get jobs within like a month so you yeah people go and buy that fucking interview course <laughs> it's helped so many people I'm not gonna lie but I had I had to put it all in a course so that's the interview stuff and then the second one was what was the second tip for what did you ask me the second one was um once you've got an offer how to navigate like is it the right offer do I need to say no and move on do I need to go back and negotiate like how do you like when you get the offer what what do you recommend people do with it yeah that's a good one because people always want to say yes straight away because they're so excited that they've got an offer so the first the first almost misconception I kind of want to uh, tackle is that you don't need to say yes straight away and you can tell a organization I've got an, another interview in a week's time can I give you an answer then even if you like tell a fib I like to say blending the truth to give you time to think about it because if they want you they'll wait like it's not it's not a problem to wait for someone for a week it has to be a power balance, not an imbalance. You don't give them all the control. So I think there's just a matter of taking the, your time out to think of it and ask yourself, does it match my value? Do they match my values and do they match my salary expectations? And if they don't, you can ask the recruiter, I, my salary expectations are this much. when you've asked me that question you know a lot of people first of all don't even negotiate or don't even think about what you've asked me so the most important thing is to just even think about it and not say yes first um and then kind of tackle everything else because I've definitely been the yes girl in uh, after getting job offers having never thought about negotiating or any of that kind of stuff when I was younger got a job offer great yeah when do I start you just so badly want to you know be there and be available and say yeah I can start on Monday if I want to and then you get older and you realize that if you start this early as being the yes girl you're always going to be the yes girl so (laughs) take back control in that situation and understand that they're lucky to have you and you should be lucky to have them it should be it should feel like a partnership and then I'd say the third one with a um, higher salary, always ask for a ridiculous number that you can't even fathom. And I know that will scare you and scare loads of people. But what is unrealistic to you is not unrealistic to the industry that you're in, regardless of what industry you're in. I like you can honestly ask for 20 30k more because there is always room for negotiation and the worst thing can happen is that they say no and you negotiate something else whether it's a four-day week or different job title different benefits but be comfortable with that number and say that number out loud before you go like practicing that number like in the mirror like when you're by yourself 
don't don't let that number be the first time you sit in an interview because you'll shit yourself <laughs> and you won't be comfortable with saying it but if you're comfortable with just saying it to yourself like 80k 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 when you say it in an interview you won't tremble I may or may or have not practiced that one myself <laughs> and it worked um so yeah those are my tips I should have charged for those they're really good tips Kat know. <laughs> she'll be like invoicing me afterwards <laughs> um what was the last the last one was asking for a promotion or a pay rise like putting yourself forward for like growth oh, company forward um if you haven't asked for a pay rise or gone for a promotion then this is your sign that you need to go for a pay rise or promotion like if you've never done it before then I think now's the now's the time to to think about it and how you can think about it is by asking yourself if you've gone over and beyond your job description so a a good way to do it is find your old job description and if you know you're being overworked literally write down all the ways you've gone over and beyond that and then you have a case for it a lot of the times we all do that but we never think about a pay rise or promotion and when you are going in with it with facts over emotion then you're more likely to land um a pay rise or promotion because you've got evidence you know you've got the receipts you're not just saying oh so and so earns more money than me I should be earning more money that's the worst thing you can say that's just like going in with a hundred percent emotions that they won't listen to but if you have a pitch and you've practiced saying the number and you've got it written down like xyz this is what i've done it's very 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 difficult for someone to say no to that so that's how i would tackle that one amazing thanks for sharing all those juicy tips so quick round these are the questions i ask every guest at the end as you'll know (laughs) and the first one is if someone is listening and they're gonna take away one thing from this conversation what would you want it to be um i would want them to take away the balance of masculine and feminine energy in their job search or in their career like apply it to you can apply it to anything so how are you applying it to your job search slash career amazing what is one goal that you're working on right now one goal oh I haven't I haven't said this out loud so it'd be good to say on this podcast I am working on a group coaching well I'm not even working on I've been thinking about introducing which I will a group coaching program um called find a job with friends because I think finding a job can be really lonely and boring so I feel like there's space for creating a group of people who are all looking for a job and we can do it together and have fun whilst doing it and I can give you more tips very exciting for you and for everyone who's going to benefit from that yeah we'll have to we'll have to keep posted on that one what is one resource that you are loving right now one resource that I'm loving um 
I am fully obsessed with Stephen Bartlett's podcast, Diary of a CEO. Like I've, and not his new ones, because I know everyone listens to his new ones. So if you go on his podcast and listen to his first ever podcast, it's just him talking, no like, no podcast music, no production, no nothing. He is actually literally just reading out his diary. And that's been that's been accompanying me on my morning walks. Um, and it's really helped me um, listen to his woes. <laughs> so I would highly recommend it to if, if anyone other than yours wants a very like vulnerable and authentic podcast to listen to. Yeah, that is it's a really sick podcast to listen to, yeah, like, especially for, biz- for business, but for just yeah. life in general as well. Yeah. 100% I love it so much um, you're not the first person to mention that exact like his podcast as well I think it's just a must <laughs> he's like really blown up for us I feel like he's the like the entrepreneur of our generation that maybe we've all never had so he's yeah he's just he's everywhere at the moment I feel like so yeah I'm, I'm happy to hype him up and he's from Manchester, which makes it even better. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Repping the Manchester. Um, the last question is like a fill in the blank. And it is to me, putting myself first means. Um, putting myself first means going on a walk every morning before I start work. That's yeah. That sounds really basic, but it's really my favorite thing to do by myself. That's perfect. Thank you for being here. You are amazing. I have a lot of time for you. (laughs) Um, I'm so grateful for you sharing not just your story so so vulnerably and so openly I I think on this episode that's going to be so valuable for people to hear but also like we said some tips that like you would have to pay for so please like (laughs) everyone go connect with Niche let her know this has been helpful let her know like you loved it where can people go to follow you like find out more about working with you can you shout out like your website your Instagram like all of that good stuff sure so my main my main spot is my instagram you can find me at niche.career.coach and that will have all the links to um, my website we've got a free cv template if you are looking for a new job that will help you and actually i'm most recently on tiktok as well under the same name um just purely having fun on that so if you want to connect on there too I'll be more than happy to chat and always happy to chat to anyone if you're going through anything with work just send me a dm and yeah um love love speaking to new people so please don't hesitate amazing and yeah do you have a website yes I do just niche www.nichecareercoach.com um you'll get all the information on my programs and how you can work with me yeah everything's on there fabulous thank you so much and thanks everyone for listening like I said screenshot your podcast app tag us on Instagram stories um follow niche like let her know that you've loved this episode we can't wait to connect with you and hear how you find it Thank you so much, Kat. I've loved it so much.
hold up gorgeous if you loved today's episode i invite you to screenshot your podcast app right now do it right now and dm me on instagram tag me in your stories i'm at cat underscore horror share your biggest takeaway with me share your light bulb moment i cannot wait to connect and dm with you i want you to know that you make a huge difference in sharing this podcast and getting this free resource into the hands of women who need it too is there a friend a colleague a loved one a family member if you can think of one woman who would love this conversation please whatsapp it to her dm her email her the link spread the word you could make someone's day you could change someone's life sharing this resource you play a huge role in spreading the message women worldwide deserve to put themselves first and say yes to their next level if you haven't already i invite you also to review the podcast in your podcast app to let other women know it's impactful it's worth subscribing it's worth tuning in that means the absolute world so thank you thank you thank you for being part of this amazing community and sharing this message may the abundance the blessings the prosperity come back to you tenfold i adore you i am grateful for you and i cannot wait to connect with you again very soon